Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback Presents the All Memphis Post Game Show, where we break down and analyze every Memphis Grizzlies game right after it happens. You don't have to wait for our take. With me, as always, um, per usual, in a different locale this time, though, we got the home of Mace. Mace, what's going on, man? You're probably wondering how I ended up in this position. <laughs> uh, yeah, so coming to you live from the closet because uh, I don't have any furniture and this is the only place to sit with the light and where I can be seen. So, uh, you know, different location for a couple of days, but we'll be resolved soon enough. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm ready to move to Memphis. It's happening this weekend, so I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, man. Like I said, like we said before, the think. The city is ready to have you back. You know what I'm saying? Get the boys back together, the bands back together all over again. And, uh, yeah, so let's uh, – the people have been waiting. They've missed us for some time. I tried to get I tried to get a, a co-host for the last couple games, but everybody was – man, I couldn't even watch the game tonight or, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I just didn't feel like doing it by myself, so it didn't do the past couple shows. But uh, Grizzlies won. Won some, lost some, yeah, whatever. I think, they, I, I think they won all the games we, we didn't do a show for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because we're 7-3 we're and three in the last 10. And let know we might have missed the Jazz game. We're 7-3 and three in the last 10 games, and the only three losses are to the best team in the NBA. Right. We, uh, we definitely lost to the Jazz that, on that Wednesday. Uh, but tonight the Grizzlies go down to Miami and play the Heat. And beat them 124 to uh, 112. Good game. Grizzlies came out. The, the lad, the time we played them like two weeks ago, and the final score was like 86 to 89. <laughs> and, then, and then now we come back and boom, you know, uh, we score a lot of points. Uh, so, what was your takeaway from this game? Well, we. Uh... You know, ended another heat winning streak. I think the last time we beat them, they were on a five game streak, and tonight they came in on four game heater. Uh, JV was great early, just dominant. Him and Bam were really going at it. It was fun to watch. Um, it, it just overall, this team, I've been, you know, reading the newspapers and stuff as I've been traveling, keeping up with the ongoings. Um, and we're just letting it fly from downtown. And right now, those shots are going in. Um, that's, that's been Taylor Jenkins idea for the offense ever since he took over this team last year, whether it was, you know, Jay Crowder and solo jacking shots to this year, now trying to get us to shoot around 43s a game. Somewhere in that round seems to be his sweet spot. And it's, we want, we're not taking floaters anymore. You know, we went from the most team in the NBA to tonight. I can't re remember more than one or two shots in that area. So. He's definitely getting his imprint uh, on the offense, and it looks really good when shots are going in. Yeah, it does look good when shots are going in. Like you said, man, like JV dominated that first quarter. I think he had like 15 points in the first quarter. Uh, yeah. Like 15 points, maybe three or four rebounds. He was just going at it, and like the heat, Bam is sort of an inside presence, but he's just not as big as uh, Jonas is. So Jonas kind of took advantage of it. That's something that we want to see a lot from him when we play these teams that don't have a somewhat of an inside presence. Um, so it was good to see that. 
Uh, ja got off to a slow start. Didn't do much in the first quarter. Might I don't even think he did much in the first half. If I good, if I look at the numbers right, uh, but he he came up, came along late. Dylan was the same way. The the other person who started the game off on a run, Kyle Anderson, my boy Kyle Anderson, finished. I think maybe he finished the first quarter with nine points and four rebounds, nine points and five rebounds in the first quarter. Something along those lines. So he was Kyle and Jonas were our offense um, to start the game, and then the bench comes in. And they do have Desmond Bain shooting threes and hit threes. It was good to see, man. This team is kind of hitting a stride right now. Um, I think they said this is the first time to show you how evenly they've been playing. You know, whatever. I don't know if evenly is the right word, but this is the first time since February sixth that we've been two games over five hundred. And so this just kind of shows you kind of like the team, and uh, sometimes it's like they the way they play well, they don't play well, they don't, but they are consistent in being able to come out and, and play well. They might not win the games, but they can, they haven't had too many bad games. So it was good to see them continue with that. It's a very tough road trip. Play Philadelphia then uh, on Sunday. Play Miami now. Play Atlanta uh, tomorrow. And then who we finish up with? Uh, I can't even remember who it is. It's another. It's another. It might be Indiana. It's, Hopefully, because they, they've been no. playing pretty bad lately. The Knicks. Uh, we, end I, up, we end up in oh, New York with the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No. So yeah, I mean, but all winnable games, you know. Uh, I thought the bench unit came in late in the first quarter and really just put their imprints on the game. Like their defense was, they were all over the place. They were getting hands on everything. Xavier Tillman. Uh, Desmond Bain was getting in on the action. And then it's a different bench unit because we had so many players out. You know, Melton was out, Winslow was out, and uh, Brandon Clark was out. So we saw a lot of John Conchar, Killian Tilly, uh, and exa- more Xavier Tillman than, we do, than we've been used to lately. And those guys were great tonight. I mean, honestly, you couldn't ask for a better performance from the end of your bench. And Jitty hit that three close out the first quarter in uh, Tyler Hero's face, which was great. Gave us a three-point lead. Uh, we were getting to the line. We had eight, eight, eight free throws in the first quarter. And then my other big takeaway was I just don't like what this Heat team did in the offseason at the trade deadline. Uh, I don't really like the Oladipo fit. Trevor Ariza is – you know, basically just the name nowadays. Jaw blew right by him in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was kind of sad to see. Um, so I just – and with Dan at center and, like, Jimmy and Ola, they, they, they don't have the spacing uh, that they did last year. I don't – I don't. they just – and they got Ig, Ig, Iggy, who was a minus 18 in 18 minutes. He was just terrible. No, he's a minus 19 in 19 minutes, and we just picked on him in the fourth quarter because he was trying to guard our post players. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of what he's doing. They um, – I think they kind of – they – I forget what the phrase is. I was going to say a phrase, but it was wrong. <laughs> they cut their nose off to spite their face or something like that because, like, they they had some quality young guys. Kendrick Nunn, obviously Tyler Hero. You had Precious as another big – who you won't you, you spent the first round pick on him, so you at least want to see what he can do. And then you bring in all these old dudes and you take minutes away from these guys. Like Kendrick Nunn doesn't get any minutes. Um, like you said with the spacing, Duncan Robinson, who I think they said during, during the game, has hit f- at least four threes in the last seven games and then hit four threes in 27 games total. 
even his minutes are starting to decrease a little bit. He can he's a specialist, but can only do so much. And Dragic is hurt. Oladipo isn't helping you play, you know, backup point guard or anything. And Oladipo hasn't been himself the last two years. These, and like you said, Ariza's old. Andre Iguodala's old. Like, yeah, they might help you a game or two come playoff time, but no. Like Jimmy looked. Jimmy Butler looked completely uninterested the first half of this game. He didn't like. He wanted to be there. Didn't do much for the stat lines for his team. Uh, and it was. I'm with you on that. I thought I thought it would be on paper. You thought it would be better than what we saw right now, and maybe in a week. I mean, but the season's over in like four weeks. Like now, nah, the season's over in a, a month and a half. A month, probably two months. I, I think we in late May. Okay, uh, so like you ain't got that much time to to get this to get to get this right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and. Uh... But yeah, anyway, enough about old guys. I, our young guys, Bane, in the second quarter, man, he was doing it all. He was just all over the place. There was one possession where he got a steal, he poked away, saved it, got the ball back, went down, and had a nice dime. Um, just showing a lot more tools to his game than being just a shooter that he was kind of pegged as coming out. So I got a question for you, Jamal. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta start, bench, and cut between these three. Desmond Bain and the two basically wonder boys of last year's playoffs, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Who you starting, who you benching, and who you cutting? Ooh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough, right? Whoa. Oh, wow. For the next five years. For the next five years. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to start Tyler Hero. I'm going to bench Desmond Bain, and I'm going to cut Duncan Robinson because I think I can find another Duncan Robinson who might can do something else. Because like I said, right now, Duncan Robinson is nothing but a specialist. He doesn't but shoot through. All he does is shoot threes. Granted. He's really good at shooting threes, <laughs> and you can't you, and you can't let him get an open look because it's going up and it's going in. But with those other two players for my team, I would have them because they could do more. Like Tyler, Tyler Hero's a decent defender can be could be a better defender when he as he gets older. And Desmond Bain has the body to be a good defender, can shoot, can take you off the dribble, can do all that stuff. So that that's that's what I would do. What about you? Yeah, I, I've gotten the same answer from everyone I, I've sent that out to. So I think that's pretty pretty common. And it's not just – I mean, we think probably all of these guys should have pretty good long-term NBA careers as some type of rotational players. Um, I mean, I could see Bain making the leap ahead of Tyler just maybe on, on like a championship team. Like he might be a better fit on a championship team, but Tyler might have better numbers throughout his career and more all-stars, you know. Um, but of course, that's two completely different things. So it was just something I thought about during the game. But I think everyone's had that same answer. Um, first half ended 63-57. We keep jumping around. I keep taking us away from the game and back to it. Uh, anything else you wanted to hit on on the first half? I mean, Kyle Anderson got going. He had 17. Uh, really just not hesitating, starting to shoot right. the three more. He started the season off shooting it 
a lot. And then it was kind of like he just stopped <laughs> for the last 25 games or so. I would I think the one thing in this um I don't I don't know if it's a trend or whatever, but it's it's almost kind of like we said Cal's reverting back to how he did in the first part of the season. I think Ja's doing the same and turning some of these slow starts. This is maybe the second or third game he's had a real slow start. Um scoring the ball at least. I mean, everything else is, you know, he does well assisting and rebounding when he can, but he had another I mean, slow start scoring he, the ball. He stunk tonight. I mean, <laughs> he, he was he came out as a plus one and the plus minus, but he had I think ten points, four assists, and seven turnovers. Yeah, he was. Which, which that's going to happen when you're the main ball handler against one of the best defenses in the league. But um, you know, he was not who we've come to come to expect him to be. Yeah, and I mean, like obviously because I keep up with these things, um, like he hadn't been since that big scoring outbreak against Utah. And maybe one more game. Like he hasn't been scoring the ball as much. He not you're not really getting between his 16 and 18 points. Uh his assists, he, he's been passing the ball and getting assists, but he hasn't really been scoring and being that aggressive to score. Um he hit the ground a couple times tonight. You know, he tried to dunk on Duncan. Not, he tried to dunk on Tyler Hero uh yep. in the first <laughs> in the first half, and it was pretty nasty if he went down, but you know, he hit the ground. Pretty hard. Um, so maybe it might be something you know, he ended the game with some bag tightness. And I think we mentioned it. At some point, you're gonna have to rest Ja during this say during these 40 games in 60 days. And I would hate for it to be the matchup against Trey Young tomorrow, but um now seems like a good enough time to rest where you let him play now and rest him against the Knicks. Um so yeah, but anyway, that's that's the one my one thing I would keep an eye out the next few games with Ja, the slow scoring starts. Uh, and then into the second half, man, the, the third quarter became the Dylan Brooks show. Man, the, third quarter, the third quarter became the Dylan Brooks show. Uh, it starts with him rolling his ankle, and then next thing you know, he just scored and scored and scored and scored and scored and scored. Did you hear his quote uh, in the post game about and his ankles? I got tough ankles. <laughs> um, and he did. I mean, he scored 23 points in the third quarter, 23 of the Grizzlies, 33 points. And it started out with those three free throws, like you mentioned, off the flagrant. And then I think he hit three threes. And then the next thing you know, he's just going to the rack every time, like going, blowing by whoever's in his way and doing a crazy layup. Right. Dylan, irrational confidence, Brooks, man. Like, never met a shot he didn't like. Uh, but it was good when he's on, he's on. And it's like we've said before, when Dylan is playing that way, this team becomes a very dangerous team. And it's, and even when he's, he was controlled in the third quarter, but even when he's not as controlled and he still gets into, he gets into his old ways again and takes a bad shot every now and then you, you don't mind seeing that because this lets you know that Dylan is still Dylan. <laughs> like Dylan yeah. is doing what he's supposed to do. So it's not well, even one of those. And it could lead to this, right? It could lead to right. this. If it goes in. <laughs> um, I mean, so that was the second highest uh, scoring quarter in Grizzlies franchise history behind Jaren's 26 in a quarter last year against Milwaukee, which is also the third quarter. So if you're trying to break that record, it seems like the third quarter is the time to do it. Jimmy uh, was he, – he started hooping in the third quarter. He had 11. Uh, him and Dylan both ended with 28. 
And the uh, the big play, the biggest play to me of all that with Dylan was the last second. He he could have easily taken a heat check shot, pulled up from the logo, but he drew the defenders and kicked it to Tyus wide open in the corner, and Tyus knocked down another three. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, Pete and Brevin them talked about that on the post game um, as as a sight as a sign of mat- uh, maturity from from Dylan because uh, last year Dylan takes that shot. 10 times out of 10, yeah. no questions asked. But this year, with a lot more on the line, um, maybe a little more trust in his teammates, makes the smart play, makes the right basketball play, gets the ball to Tyus. Tyus makes a three, and we go into the we go into the fourth quarter with a bigger lead. So it was it was good. And it, and it also seemed like in the third quarter that we we were we were playing well on offense, but we couldn't really pull away. Like you were saying, yeah. like Jimmy was. Jimmy was playing well, and they kind of got them going a bit. And every time we would do something good, they would come back and answer. But, you know, when we got into the fourth, we started pulling away from them. Yeah, we had four turnovers in that third quarter. Um, Drogic hit a couple shots. We only we only outscored them by one, but, I mean, you'll take it when, you, when you're already leading at half. So went to the fourth quarter, up seven, kind of pushed it to 11. Um and I mean, we just broke it open pretty much. Tilly and uh, Xavier Tillman were posting up Iggy, as I mentioned earlier, just getting buckets on him. Um, I guess the the jaw play right by Trevor Ariza. I don't have a lot of notes from the fourth quarter because we just kind of broke it wide open. No, I, the one thing there I, that stood out for me from the fourth quarter was, or maybe the whole game because you've mentioned his name a couple of times. But Xavier Tillman played really well. Yeah. It's good to see that. He is ready when his name is being called because when Jaron comes back at the end of this month, we don't know how much we'll see of him. But the fact that um, the fact that we know that he can be ready when his number's called and he can come in and do what he did, he had a man's rebound and put back uh, in the fourth quarter. Like he he got the rebound around three or three heat. I don't even know if he put it down. I don't know if he did a power dribble to get back up or not. But he got the rebound and he laid that thing up with his left hand. It's like okay. All right, that's a that's a man's move right there. Like, bro, get up, get up out of here, get up out of here. So it was, it was good to see that. It was good to see that happen, man. Um, another another good win. I think they said against the top against East playoff teams. I don't even know how to. I forget how they phrase it, but against the Heat, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Nets. No, not the Bucks. Heat, Sixers, Nets, Hornets. We're eight and two against them, um, and those are playoff teams in the East. Obviously, the Nets and the Sixers are two of the best teams in the East. The Heat are trying to be that, and we swept them. Oh, this, oh, this is what it was. We swept. We swept them. We swept those teams. We swept the Heat. We swept the Nets. We swept Charlotte, and we swept the Sixers. And that's what. That's that's what it was. And I think we yeah. lost. We lost two to the Bucks. Yeah, and I mean we got some you know fortunate breaks in the scheduling, but it is what it is. We've we've also played this whole season without our second best player, so of course it's not you know Kevin Durant or Embiid or anything like that. But you, it takes nothing away from what this team has accomplished. Like uh, they just they just go out and take care of business every night, and now we're starting to see them probably play their best basketball of the year. I guess that's right before All Star break. Could you could make an argument for that too? Um, but just knocked off two really good teams, the best defensive team in the league. And like like Philly had been winning without Embiid. So right. that wasn't some, you know, 
fake win or something like that. Like that team had been producing. They still got two all stars. <laughs> like, so, and they won tonight, I think. Yeah, they, yeah, they beat and, the they beat the breaks out the, the Celtics tonight. And, and who was Miami missing? Like I don't think they were missing missing they, anyone they were, tonight. They were in full strength tonight. They yeah, were in full so. strength tonight. You you really can't say enough about what this how this team has performed this season, especially in games they're supposed to win. The the one that sticks out is the OKC where SGA just got ridiculous in the fourth quarter and they kind of ran out with us. But other than that, we basically have won all the games we've been favorites in, I'd say. Um, And to me, it's also just still hard to fathom how deep a team we have. Like we're at the end of the bench and everyone has contributed meaningful minutes uh, in some of these wins in some form or fashion. You know, we, we make fun of, you know, McDermott and, and Conchar and some of these guys, and they're, they're not everyday players, but their ability to step in and fill these gaps with, with interest is, I'm not sure what the numbers are, but we've got to be at least middle of the road in games missed to injury. Uh, it, you know, even if you take Jaron out, like I feel like we've got to be right there in the middle to, you know, top 10 maybe, because it's not like we've been perfectly healthy all season. Ja missed what six games? Yeah, something like that, six or seven games. So we went a time without having our two best players, and now we got uh, you know, Jaron's Valentunas had COVID for like three weeks, right? We didn't have Valentunas or Grayson for a while. Um, even Melton has been kind of in and out, he'll miss a game here, miss a game there, miss a hit, miss a game here, miss a game there. Um, so yeah, it's you're right, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Uh, and this is like another Kyle, reason. Kyle, Dill, Kyle, Dylan, and Tyus have pretty much been the constants, but everyone else has missed games. Kyle, man, steady, our 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 steady racehorse there, man. You know my 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 boy, ten and four every game at least. Um, <laughs> what I'm about to say, and and this is this is what worries me, and I don't know if it should worry me, but introducing Jaron to this team and kind of the way they're going right now, it's. I don't know, man. It got, I, the the risk is it's high risk. High risk. High, is it low low risk or high risk? I would say it's pretty high risk, high reward to put him in this starting lineup right now. Um, whenever we decide to do it in at the end of this month, because the team is just playing so well right now. The team is playing well. We competing in every game. We're not getting blown out. Uh, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see what we look like when when Jaron comes back. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting. And, and you know, we've talked about this before. I'm of the camp of you play your best players uh, when they're ready to play. So, and it does seem that it's gonna be sooner rather than later that he's coming back. He's talked to media, got Ja tweeting the unicorn and the hourglass or whatever. So you know, could be it, probably not this week, but. Maybe who knows? <laughs> who knows? Let's we should do that. The next game tonight. Look, go through the schedule for this month and pick the game he comes back. First, we'll have a bet. The cur- the first the person closest to the game that he comes back wins a six pack of let's do this. The skip and Shannon bet. A six right. pack of six pack of beer. Six pack of local beer. Since you're moving back home, when you're moving back to Memphis, we'll do us a six pack of your your favorite beer. Let's just do that. We, so. Hey, we can do that. We can do that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm saying Wednesday against the Mavs next Wednesday. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call it. Oh, 
Next Wednesday, huh? Ooh. ESPN so game. Bring him back. Bring him back. Matchup. You got it. It's going to be a home game for sure. That's for sure. Okay, I think I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my thoughts together, and uh, okay. I'll when we when we get to when we do the when we get to the uh, post game show for tomorrow's game, I'll I'll have my answer. Um, yeah. So, anything else on this? I mean, it's been a good week for the Grizzlies. It's been a good week for the Grizzlies. Started this road trip. Um, we're two and zero in this four game road trip. Like I said, I got the Hawks tomorrow, and um, you know, I got the Hawks on Wednesday, and got the Knicks on Friday. So two winnable games, although the Hawks did go ballistic against the Pelicans uh, tonight. They hit 11 for 11 threes in the third quarter. Um, so maybe they shot them all out tonight and they won't have anything left tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, you get one of these next two, you finish this road trip three and one, you're good. That's a, that's a good road trip. Still in, uh, let's check the standings. We're in eighth. We're in eighth. We're in eighth all by ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're three and a half games back of Dallas. Um, and we moved ahead of the Spurs and Warriors. They've yep. kind of been stinking lately. So I'm solidly in eighth. I mean, six is the goal to get out of the playing game. Unlikely, I say, but I mean, this team's playing really well and got some winnable games coming up. So. Yeah, that that set. So wait, yep, 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 yep. We're two and a half games back of of uh, Dallas, like you said. Four and a half, three and a half, back, four and a half back of Portland. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to get to six, but hey, solidly in eighth. Once again, like we said, you would have told us this at the beginning of the season. I would have said you're crazy, um, but you know, yeah. but but here we are. So. All right, man. Who you got for your uh, player of the game? This one seems like an obvious answer, but I think we got a few choices. But I got to give it to my boy Dylan Brooks. I mean, second biggest quarter scoring wise in franchise history, and it was just—it's fun to watch. It's not every every night you get to see someone just get hotter than a firecracker and score twenty-three in a quarter. Yeah, uh, Dylan is a good choice. Uh, just to be different, I'll go with Kyle. Uh, Kyle had a yeah. Kyle was one of the steadying steadying uh steadying hands in that first quarter, him and Jonas. So I'm gonna go. And we with needed Kyle. it. We needed we needed every bucket that he had. Every bucket that he had, we needed. Kept us in the game, kept us going, and uh, it helped us pull away, especially in the second quarter. So uh, I'm going Kyle Anderson as my player of the game. Who is your bum of the game? All right. As soon as this this sequence happened, I knew who my bum of the game was. Wrote it down in red ink. So the Heat had the ball, shot clock, winding down. Oladipo kind of loses it, goes out to half court. Then he tries to drop. Instead of pulling up for a deep three like most would do as the shot clock's winding down, he tries to drive between Bain and Tilly, runs into a brick wall in Bain, falls down, ball bounces to him. He tries to shoot it from the ground, and Bain just beats that shit. <laughs> um, so just a tough sequence for Oladipo. And that automatically made it my bum of the game. On top of it, it's just kind of horrendous play throughout the rest of the game. A solid, solid, solid choice for bum of the game. I am going to break from my tradition. Uh, this will probably be the first ever on one of this show, on this show or any other show that I have hosted or talked about. 
I'm going to give the bum of a game to an Arizona Wildcat. Um, I'm going to give the bum of the game to Andre Iguodala. Just because, brother, brother, uh, it ain't going the way you wanted it to go uh, since you talk bad about the city of Memphis, my guy. And so uh, my loyalty and allegiance to the city of Memphis um, weighs more than my loyalty and allegiance to the Arizona basketball family. Bear down. Shout out to our women's basketball team, national runner-ups. Never in a million years would I have thought I would see the Arizona women's basketball team playing a national championship game and have a chance to win it. So shout out to them and Adia Barnes. Ari, R is it? It's Ari or Ari? Ari. Ari McDonald. She said how you're supposed to say it. It's Ari McDonald. Uh, shout out to them. But yeah, bum with the game, Andre Godala. It hurt. It pains me to give it to a Wildcat, but I got to give it to him. Hey, and, and those ladies just, you know, took the hearts of the nation, basically. I feel like everyone was rooting for, for the Zona women's team. And it, everybody wanted that last shot to fall, too. But congratulations. Congrats to. You know your team. I know that's a big deal. So hopefully, hopefully the Lady Tigers can uh, make some type of run similar in the coming years uh, under yep. new leadership. Because um, I mean, y'all just showed that anything is possible. Went from the depths yeah. of the bottom of college women's college basketball to playing in the national title game and having a chance to win it at the end. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. I uh, I tell people when it comes to that, then we'll get to the the uh, play. But like my freshman year, two thousand five. Arizona women's basketball had made the tournament maybe in 2003. They might even made it in 2004. Uh, and we, our star player, Shantanese Polk, her name, we called her, her name was Pokey. We nicknamed her Pokey. Her nickname was Pokey. We called her Pokey. She passed away right before the season started. Had a blood clot in her leg that just, it, 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 was, a, it was a complications from something. And she passed away. And that kind of just put a, a cloud over that program. For a long time, man, they ended up losing that coach, and they brought in Naya Butts from Tennessee. She was a young black head coach and didn't do much. And now to see uh, to see where that program is now, where Adia has it, Adia is an Arizona legend. Uh, to see where she has it now, it's pretty damn awesome. So I'm very happy for that. Um, and I will say my play of the game of this game to bring it back, bring it back was a play that wasn't complete. It was actually two plays of the game. Uh, Ja trying to dunk on everybody. He tried to dunk and tried to dunk on Tyler Hero, and it didn't. It, it didn't go in. Then he tried to dunk on Bam, and they called a charge because he caught him with an elbow. So uh, that was gonna be my play of the game. The almost dunk. Yeah, not a lot of highlights. You know, we're used to teams giving us highlight after highlight. Um, I could go with the Bane block on when Oladipo was on the ground, but I'm gonna. Give Tyus some love. It was midway through the fourth quarter. I think he drove from the left side, basically through the middle of the lane, then went under the basket like he, like he likes to do. And a John Conchar cut from the right wing. And Tyus is like running out towards the corner, throws a pistol peak type backwards bounce pass perfectly to Jitty, and he, he lays it in for two. So uh, beautiful pass from Tyus. I, I've been hard on him lately, but he, he's been pretty good recently. I think I want to amend that my play of the game to an actual play, just because you mentioned it. What name. you got? Conchar step back three to end the first quarter, because <laughs> that was so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> it was and disrespectful. So and disrespectful. So yeah, that's what that's that's going. That's my new play of the game. 
That's my new. I, mean, I, I don't even know how he like stepped back more in the corner than he already was. <laughs> but like, bro, you, why weren't you out of bounds, my guy? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's my new player of the game. Thank you for mentioning his name and it and reminding me about that. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, did you win any money? No, man. I win no money tonight, man. I thought I thought I had it. Thought I had it. And I, me in my own head, um, <laughs> per usual, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I, like I explained on one of the shows before, Kyle is good for 10 and 4, 7 out of 10 games, right? And this was one of the games where I thought he wasn't going to give me 10 and 4. I knew he was going ah. to give, give me 4, so I put him down for the 4 rebounds. But I said, you know what? Uh, Milton's not playing. Grayson's going to get more minutes. I said, Grayson to give me 10 points tonight. I said, Grayson to give me 10 points tonight. I'm like, could, you know, he, between him and Bain, they're going to split the minutes. He'll get, he'll probably get six or seven extra minutes. Grayson to give me 10. He did not. He finished with eight. Um, then I had Jada score 15 points, which has burned me the last three or four games. So I probably need to, need to not do that um, and just do the 10 points for Ja. Uh, and tonight was not, he didn't get six assists either. I think he finished with four or five. Um, but a dub is a dub. Like you said, he didn't, he didn't play his best game today. So Jaws, Jaws stats were what they were. And then, um, I had Jimmy Butler getting six rebounds. Jimmy averages about seven and a half rebounds a game. And I think he ended with four tonight. Uh, he looked, like I said earlier, he just looked disinterested in the game until the third quarter, I guess we thought he could turn it on and he did cause he was putting up numbers, but we were just we just kind of played better. So I got everything else right. Like hey, Jonas getting over 10, Dylan getting over 15, Bam getting over 15, Kyle getting over four rebounds, Jonas getting over 10 rebounds, Bam getting over eight rebounds, and Jimmy Butler getting over 15 points. But Grayson, you know, I should I should have went with Kyle getting over my 10 points. This is one of the games I didn't think he would do it, and he did it. And, you know. Yeah, and they, they uh they did not let Grayson get going in the first quarter. They basically and that's something that the Gri- Grizzlies like to do. So I think that was a point of emphasis for you know the best defensive team in the league. Um but nonetheless, Grizzlies got a dub. Uh we'll see who suits up tomorrow against the Hawks. Um maybe yeah. Melton, maybe Justice. Doesn't seem like we'll get either of them. Doss said he's fine. Um Jenkins said they're gonna see how he feels in the morning. Um, so who knows, but either way, I expect this team to, uh, you know, get, give the Hawks a run for their money. I would hate, I would hate for us not to have another giant, uh, giant Trey matchup, just two young fun guards. Uh, but Hey, you know, if giant, if Jai isn't right, there's no reason to put him out there, you know, no, save him, no. save him for tonight. Uh, it already kind of looks like he might be hitting a, I guess, sophomore wall. You know, this, yeah. cause this is really his first full season because we had the big break uh, last year before going yeah. to the bubble. So, and I mean, he's played a lot of games in a short amount of time. So you can't blame anyone. And uh, yeah, I, I actually wouldn't mind them resting tomorrow. I think if the Hawks think, are a team you could beat with, you know, your backline guys, just the way you've mm-hmm. been playing. And I, I think this is this is the point in the season where you might. You you look at resting him now because I think like you get you rest him now you're flying from Miami to Atlanta tonight you get to play it like just chill out and let him play in New York and then we'll just go from there. But uh, Mace man, let the people know where they could find you on the social medias. 
Y'all can find me on Twitter at BarnBurnerSlim. Y'all can find Jamal Show. <laughs> He'll tell you where. <laughs> you can find the show on um, iTunes, iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, all your all your DSPs, the streaming platform of your choice. You can find that's for the uh, as Nason would call it, the patio version. You can get the uh, the video, the video, the visual, the video <laughs> on the YouTube. Just go to check, uh, just search Diamond in the Bluff Media on YouTube. You can watch the video version of the show on Facebook. Search for us on the Kickback Pod and at Diamond in the Bluff Media as well. Just su- subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff on whatever your choice is. It doesn't matter. It'll get back to us. But uh, with that being said, that is Mace. I am Jamal, and we are out.